often vulgar, always explicit, and sometimes funny. Slap box. Slap box. Welcome to the Slapbox Podcast. This is episode 422. I am your host, Josh Albrecht. I am once again here inside the Slapbox Bunker. Locking the fort down, keeping it real, doing shit with knobs on my uh, old uh, Behringer board over here. My, sm- my tiny one. Uh, I've been rocking the Call of Duty Cold War uh, Alpha. Not the, not even the beta yet. It is the Alpha. As uh, this weekend only, you can play the Alpha. I believe it's just on the PS4, as far as I know. Not on any of the uh, on the Xbox or PC as of yet. I they uh, will release, I believe, the beta on the PS4. But uh, just rocking uh, the Alpha. And uh, I gotta say, um, I did not play the last two Call of Duties. I believe the World War Two is the last one that I uh, played, and uh, that was released in 2017, November of 2017. I believe there's two more after that. And uh, <clears throat> oh man, those fucking assholes! But I'm just reading an article here <laughs> on the Alpha. Um, there's a uh, fucking that bugging my uh, right now, just bugging around, buzzing around my head. But anyway, yeah, back to uh, Cold Call of Duty here. Um, now, once upon a time, man, I was fucking hardcore into Call of Duty. I mean, it was like pumping into my veins. I waited at GameStop, you know, in line and Walmart to get uh, my hands on. Uh, I didn't do it at World at War because I got that. My I didn't get my uh, PS3 until uh, after that had come out, I believe. But uh, I know that the uh, Black Ops One and Two, I waited for that, and uh, Modern Warfare Two, and I believe Three. I had waited uh, at the store uh, when it was released to get them. I pre-ordered them. I was serious about it, and uh, I was all in as far as the FPS was concerned at the time. Loved playing the Nazi zombies. And such, but uh, last few Call of Duties, I burnt out, shall we say? And before I'd gotten World War Two, that was the first one I had in quite some time. And uh, I uh, this this Cold War though, the Modern Warfare looked decent, but I didn't uh, I didn't ever uh, try it. And uh, <clears throat> but so far, this alpha of the uh, Cold War, I, I'm really enjoying it. And uh, the controls just seem really fluid. I've been working more with the, uh, I believe I talked last episode about uh, Aim Lab, the game off of uh, Steam that uh, helps you uh, uh, do drills on uh, aiming and such uh, for FPS games. And uh, I think maybe that's made a difference in my reaction time. Maybe, maybe not. But the controls on this Cold War just seem really fluid to me. Like, uh, I've just uh, been doing, like, pretty decent again, though. It's just the alpha. You don't have the hardcore players there playing nonstop. Uh, like, getting super good yet. So, maybe when they're on there, I'm just going to get slaughtered. But I've been doing pretty decent. And I, d- I don't have my scuff controller in yet. I 
shouldn't get that until according to what the they've given me as a a date I'll see it is uh in um October 7th. So I've got I've got a few weeks yet. Um but uh I've definitely enjoyed this uh alpha and uh, I'm not really sure when the beta comes out. I think uh, we got still a couple weeks. Um Yeah, oh uh do 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 the alpha started Friday night and by the time I post this it's pretty much going to be over cuz uh but I don't know when the uh the old beta comes out. The game doesn't come out till November. The uh beta is sometime in October. And for some reason my uh computers having issues. What the hell? There we go. That website is funky. We'll look up the beta. That October eighth is I get that's probably the PS4 release date because the okay the eighth through ninth is the early access on the PS4. That's the weekend one. Then the tenth through the twelfth, there's the open beta. And uh, with the weekend two. You get through October 15th through 16th. Then you get the cross-play beta with the Xbox Plus PC Early Access. Right here, Early Access. This guy on the PC. Unfortunately, I don't have... Uh, I don't don't have uh, PS4 ordered. I just have it on the, uh, the old PC, and I have yet to really go hardcore on an FPS on the on the PC, but I've got a decent PC. I'm thinking this might go well, and I get a decent controller in, and uh, I mean, I'm not saying I'm not saying I'm going to be winning tournaments or anything, but uh, we'll see. We shall see, shall we? As uh, I am excited. The uh, One of the game mechanics I really enjoy is how fluid just, I've gotten really good with the sliding and uh, there's some Call of Duty's that have a slide or something similar to that, but I, was, I just never got real good at that. I don't know this this one just feels really good. I hope they don't change a whole lot of stuff from the beta. I was just saw an article here while I was scrolling through this stuff that apparently they did buff the uh sniper rifles just for hopefully just for the alpha because I've noticed some people quick scoping on there way too fucking easy. Quick scoping drives me nuts like who you know that is not that these games are super realistic. But if there's anything very unrealistic in FPS shooter, it would, to me, seem like a sniper being able to just immediately quick scope you from, you know, 100 yards away. So, something ridiculous. Just not even really pull the scope up to his eye and just bam. Gotcha. <laughs> I mean, sure, maybe there's some hardcore motherfuckers out there that can do that shit. But I, I doubt it. <laughs> they could make, without really doing a name shot. I mean, that's... That shit's just crazy. That's aim assists, you know, going going nuts. With the regular guns, though, I haven't really tried this the sniper rifles myself, but I do like the LMGs, the Stoner, which I'm not Stoner myself, so it's kind of ironic that I go for the Stoner LMG, but that one I seem to have had some good uh, runs with. And the AK-47U, the SMG, that's uh, good solid stuff. And uh, <clears throat> pretty excited to uh, have the full game come out. 
in November. As uh, I will be definitely looking forward to that. Uh, and I did, uh, I opened up a Call of Duty name. I was, I, uh, an account with a Call of Duty online. Previously, I'd never done that, even though I've owned many uh, Call of Duty games. I just like, ooh, I don't need to get ranked. I was like, I've done so shitty. Like, when I was playing World of War II, I was so out of practice with Call of Duty that I just constantly had a negative KDR, and at the time, I was more focused on running and other things that uh, I just didn't put in the effort to really get good at it, and my, my KDR on there is still, like, really low. It's below one. It's a point eight something I think it's pretty terrible <laughs> so you know definitely not going to go pro with that kind of shit so uh, then again you know I'm definitely not probably going to ever go pro <laughs> but uh, I, th- I still think that if I would have gotten into competitive gaming when I was uh, you know like 18, 19 like I feel like I could have could have done I could have been a champ you know I know I would have never been good at like uh, professional sports that don't involve controllers. <laughs> I I would have been all right, I guess, in some minor league shit, because uh, I I was I had some speed. I still have some speed, but uh, I don't know. Maybe I could have done some track shit, but I would have had to have trained from an early age. At one point in time, though, I was I was really good at video games, and the. The uh, James Bond GoldenEye on the Nintendo 64. That was my Jimmy Jam. That game was, like, for a long time, my best FPS shooter. I mean, when that came out, it wasn't, of course, the first first-person shooter. But it was my first really experience with Team Deathmatch. Or not really Team Deathmatch, because it, it was uh, one versus however many people I could get to play. A lot of times it would be... Uh, uh, well, I guess it was team deathmatch because we would do like two versus two a lot, or I would be like one against three people. So I guess it was a, sort of a team deathmatch situation. But Doom, I believe, was the first to ever do the team deathmatch. And uh, I never had uh, a computer at that time for, of my own to be able to play. I had a friend that had Doom on his computer, and I'd go over and play it, but I didn't have a computer of my own that I could use to play him over the internet on it. So that was that was a shame that uh, I didn't get to experience early on Team Deathmatch, but when I got the Nintendo 64 and I rocked that GoldenEye, that controller, I mean, it looks like it's a massive controller, and it, uh, it's, it was weird. It seemed very comfortable to me, and uh, the way you strife on that controller is just fantastic, and I was just, it, I love strifing on it, and I could... I could usually do really well against whoever I played. There was a couple of times I played some people that I was... I feel like I was off my game, though, and I hadn't played them enough. But uh, there was also, you know, the fact that, too, I wasn't playing online, so it was just, like, all people I I knew. But uh, it would have been really cool to experience a a competition. I feel like I definitely should have done that at a younger age. Now, Now I'm probably too old. My... My uh, reactionary speed and flicking actions are just just not not top notch. I got to get jacked up on caffeine to really to really get in there. Uh, I earlier uh, 
as uh, I'm sure a lot of you, have pro- if you're listening to this, you've probably seen the Mandalorian uh, season two trailer. I had uh, watched that the other day, and uh, I mean that's pretty exciting. It's October 30th. That's dropping, and you do get a look at what appears to be a Jedi. It's n- uh, most likely not Ahsoka. It's not Rosario Dawson, which it sounds like she is has been casted for it. But he, uh, Din Djarin, uh, the Mando, is uh, looking for the Jedi, so he can uh, find, I guess, toss off the baby Yoda <laughs> to uh, the Jedi. And uh, it looks like he might be on Hoth. He's on some kind of. Uh, snowy world he's on several different planets and there's a fight club where he takes him down with the whistling missile thingies he's got and uh it i mean it it's it looks pretty good it's exciting only a couple of weeks left and i was thinking earlier when i was driving cuz i was listening to uh i remember when i was listening to they were making fun of the fact that uh on uh Star Wars, it was one of the late night shows, that Star Wars has, you know, the Death Star, the original, and then it has very original ideas, but in Return of the Jedi, they have the Death Star (laughs) 2.0. And then, of course, in Force Awakens, they have Starkiller Base, which is just a gigantic Death Star. There's nothing new about it. It's just, it's just huge, you know, it's huge. And so I was thinking, I'm a huge fan of Rogue One. I love it. I love that movie. I think that's possibly the best Disney Star Wars film. I know it's kind of between fans. It's not a lot of people are... uh, I've met a lot of people that are big fans of it, but most of them are like, eh, yeah, I don't really care for that. And I think it's just because of the lack of Jedi. Because they want the lightsabers and all that shit. But I, I dig it. I dig me some Rogue One. And, uh... I was thinking, you know, they haven't addressed where they got the plans for Death Star 2.0. Maybe I'd have to go back and watch Return of the Jedi again, but <laughs> maybe they do in a video game. But then there's also Starkiller Base getting the plans for that. I mean, there's... So would they possibly ever make a Rogue 2 or Rogue 3? I mean, it seems... I love Rogue One, but that that seems like probably overkill, though. You know, it could it could be a thing. It could be a thing. There were uh, in a Mando uh, season two trailer. There's a lot of familiar alien species, and uh, but I still haven't seen any Gungans. There's a. <laughs> I could see Favreau throwing them in there at least to like murder ones. Like maybe in the Fight Club, there's a Gungan. Uh, <laughs> but. Uh, but yeah, that uh, I can't see. You know, Jar Jar. Hopefully, is Gonzo's is Hisa is uh, annoying. So yeah. <clears throat> After the Last Jedi, though, I feel like Phantom Menace is looking a lot better. Still, uh, still love me some Darth Maul and that whole fight scene. I think still best lightsaber duel in all of Star Wars is the duel of the fates there, where. Uh, they're going at it with uh, Darth Maul, Qui-Gon Jinn, and of course, Obi-Wan motherfucking Kenobi. And, uh, yeah. 
No, oh, there's also the uh, Star Wars game coming out, The uh, which looks exciting. I have already spent too much money on video games lately, so I doubt I'll be getting this anytime soon. But in the future, perhaps if there's a deal on the PlayStation Network, maybe I'll get it. But there's the Star Wars Squadrons, I believe it is. There's a... Uh, I want to say that. It's sometime in October. It is... This is... October 2nd, so yeah, this is uh, like just like two weeks away. Man. Two, three weeks away? Whatever it is. Um, oh man, it looks pretty tight from watching the trailer. I kind of, I've had bad luck though with the, the way I've liked uh, Star Wars uh, flying games. Some of the games I just can't, I just don't like the controls of. There were uh, several of them I love, like the Rogue Squadron series. Those were fantastic. I love those. You had those on the Nintendo 64, and uh, the GameCube had, I believe, a title or two on there. And, uh, like, the Rogue Squadron, the original, I think the original was on 64, and then there was a few on the GameCube, I want to say. But those had uh, great controls. Uh, It was kind of repetitive, the fact that we were just still going through the same levels that they'd been going through on Star Wars games forever. I did like uh, the old PC game TIE Fighter. I would uh, play that on old Trebejo's old uh, computer whenever I would go over there. And uh, he had X-Wing and TIE Fighter, I believe. And TIE Fighter, I think, was the uh, the better one there. That was uh, Squadrons looks uh, pretty decent, though. I don't know. Uh, again, it's the controls. I feel like I had to play a demo before I could really make a, a call on that. Oh, man, there's a really cool, expensive, limited-edition Star Wars Xbox controller. Of course, it's Xbox. I don't uh, I don't fucking have an Xbox. But it looks like the uh, fucking Rebel's helmet. It looks pretty fantastic. Uh, there's only 2,500 units available to pre-order. Hmm. Does it say a price? Oh, wow. It's a $170 price tag. It better be a damn good controller. It looks badass, though. It's got the aged look to it. It's uh, <clears throat> pretty fantastic. Good stuff. Oh, you can... Oh, it's only $40 for uh, squadrons. That's not bad. I mean that's that makes it more enticing. Maybe maybe I'll get it sooner than than later. I won't have to wait for a PlayStation Network deal. You know, and I sp- I don't want to have to spend like eighty ninety dollars on a game to get like that plus all the maps, but forty dollars for just the basic game. I mean, you know, maybe maybe we'll see. Get me Jack for Mando, but I'll I'll be uh. I gotta gear up on my FPS, practice up on my FPS, work on some uh, Call of Duty so I can get that uh, all down. I don't need to probably buy another game. We'll see. It'll give me something to talk about here. That, that'll be fantastic. Oh man, uh, I uh, there was the survey. I'm sure this is pretty well known. Like it was on like every news source. The survey a couple of days ago that. Uh, how stupid Americans are, of course, the younger Americans that, uh, uh, I don't remember who did the survey. 
but uh, they uh, did a survey in America that found that uh, most young Americans, um, I don't remember what the age group, but uh, they did the survey in all 50 states, and they found that Generation Z and Generation X basically everybody up to their like uh early 40s i guess or so uh there's like 63% i believe uh pulling these numbers kind of out of my ass i read this not too long ago um don't know that 6 million jews were killed in the holocaust and uh let's see here this is a uh, cbs news here yeah, 63% of survey respondents did not know 6 million Jews were killed during the Holocaust. Uh, the claims conference uh, says uh, 36% thought that 2 million or fewer Jews were killed during the Holocaust, and 48% could not name a single camp or ghetto established during World War II, despite the fact that there were more than 40,000 of them. And then uh, one of the most disturbing revelations is this survey, survey, 11% of U.S. millennial and Gen Z respondents believe Jews caused the Holocaust. That's that's just kind of fucked up. Or that's more than kind of fucked up. It's like, what? I remember in school, I'm not going, like, real involved in the Holocaust, but, I mean, it was mentioned... Uh, I know that uh, I remember my German teacher, uh, Frau Gisela Carducci. I, her uh, that's like an Italian last name, but she was German. Uh, her maiden—I don't recall what her uh, maiden name was. She was my favorite teacher in high school, but uh, <clears throat> when she was little, I guess she uh, she was pretty old at the time. I think she was maybe around. At the very end of World War Two, like when she was like first born, I don't remember when when she was born, but she mentioned like in school having to uh, they all the students had to go to Dachau and see uh, the concentration camp, and uh, it was uh, I believe I believe like pretty uh, newly open to the public sort of thing, and uh, she just couldn't get her out of the bus. She was crying and stuff. She had very vivid like stories about him being like traumatized by it as a youth and uh <clears throat> i guess that also was one of the things that helped me uh determine that i would uh, go visit uh dachau whenever uh i went to germany when i'd always had uh i remember that that's the specific story i remember really from school but i'm pretty sure like it was brought up in in history class but it seemed like it was just kind of like in passing now i remember in english class going over uh the diary of anne frank and uh like the play and stuff and it was brought up with that but there wasn't like i don't remember there being a big long like history course on it and that's that's just horrible that uh, there there's not more of that in school and obviously kids don't know about it today and uh, fuck adults don't know about it today when i went to uh dachau i was uh kind of wanted to sm- smack some people because they were like in their 30s and they would like uh talking about facts that i thought just like 
most people knew about the Holocaust, you know, how many Jews were murdered and a lot of that stuff. And like, they were just like so shocked by it. I'm just like, really? <laughs> but, uh, obviously there's, uh, fucking a lot of them that don't know. And that, sadly, uh, I did not know until this survey came out. Cause I just searched Holocaust afterwards and there's, I did not know that there was, there is, and since 1995, it opened in 1995, a Holocaust museum in St. Louis. And, uh, it's, I don't know why that, uh, like they don't have schools do like, uh, you know, uh, field trips there, you know, and, we did uh, plenty of field trips. I'm from, you know, of course, Washington, Missouri. If you <laughs> don't know me personally and listen to this podcast, but uh, it's not too far from the St. Louis area. And we, as a kid, we would do field trips to like the Arch and other places in St. Louis. I don't know why there couldn't have been like a history field trip to go to this museum. I mean, I I would have been junior high whenever that opened, which seem like would seem like a good time to learn about the holocaust um <clears throat> man it it looks like it's fa- looking at the pictures it looks like a fairly decent sized museum i can't really get a whole uh idea of exactly how big it is there's uh there's oral histories, and I guess there are some survivors that go there and talk. I imagine there's not a whole lot of them. I mean, most of the uh, survivors are, all the survivors are getting really old. They're still around. But, yeah, I guess you can, uh, hmm, it's very interesting. They, uh, I imagine they probably have videos of people that were in there, too. There's, uh, wow, well, uh, <clears throat> Like man, I yeah, it's just it was like sad to me that I didn't know that myself that there was uh it's fucked up when uh there's more light is coming to like on Facebook there's more Holocaust denial sites than like anything else to do with the Holocaust. And if you type into the search bar in Facebook Holocaust, the first thing that pops up are Holocaust denial sites. And uh it's I find that disturbing. It's uh it's uh not cool. It's crazy to me that uh, just what a couple days after this survey came out, that's a uh, that was a Friday night. That's when Ruth Bader Ginsburg passed away, and she's uh, the first Jewish woman on the Supreme Court. It's a it's a big uh, Jewish holiday as well, and. Uh, yeah, now it does. You know, looking at the uh, the survey, it's definitely not surprising that uh, white supremacy and that sort of thing is on the rise these days. Is we have not done a good job on uh, teaching the past. Obviously, if you want to avoid making the mistakes of the past, then uh, you got to know your history. And uh, yeah, there's. Uh, hmm. On uh, lighter, back to lighter news, though, man, I am. I'm really looking forward to that Call of Duty. That's like, 
like all I've been thinking about. Man, that brings me back to the Call of Duty World War II. I hadn't played it in shit in like a, a year or so. And then training for this new Call of Duty, it's obviously the Call of Duty games, I mean, they're just straight up propaganda for the Pentagon. I mean, I know that. And I think majority of the people realize that that play it, but, you know, I still love the games. Uh, they paint history in not a very accurate picture, but uh, it's all about how awesome war is. This is how the games seem. But uh, the World War Two one, I think one of the things that really drove me nuts about it is that it is very much a whitewash of history in that game. It is, of all the games where I'd say, of the Call of Duty games that I've played, it seems very historically inaccurate. I mean, they don't... They kind of hide the Nazis. I mean, they're German soldiers, but they don't have swastikas on. They don't... Uh, then you can have... <laughs> there's also women soldiers in the U.S., and uh, which I was cool. I'm, I'm going to choose... A, usually, a lot of times in video games, I do choose a woman to play as. But, uh, just because I would lo- rather look at a woman on a screen than, than a guy. Ugly, some guy's ugly mug. Unless it's a really hot guy like a Ryan Reynolds, and be like, oh, hell yeah, let's watch some Deadpool. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, anyway. Yeah, it just seems like it, it doesn't really get into any of the atrocities or anything, the horrible shit in Call of Duty. And uh, I think they kind of cracked down a little bit, but I know when World War II first came out, they had, uh, man, like, because you can make your own emblem on there, and everybody... Especially, I think they did it more because of the fact that the Nazis didn't have swastikas on them and stuff. Even the Nazi zombies. But, uh, they, there was so many people that created the emblem of a swastika. It was like nonstop. You constantly see people with tag names that were very white supremacy, neo-Nazi or neo-Nazi. And just, uh, yeah, that should have been I mean, I was pretty aware that people uh, don't know know a lot about history, sadly. Oh, man, I just found on Etsy, this thing's pretty badass. Somebody made a chrome Mandalorian helmet. 260 bucks, but it is... Man, that is pretty tight. It looks fantastic. I mean, that is some busker steel going on right there. Man, they've got uh, a lot of Star Wars helmets. I never really fuck around on Etsy. There is uh, the Royal Guard helmet, which is eh. But there, ooh, there's the Boosh, I guess how you pronounce it, helmet. Uh, oh, I guess this uh, file for a 3D print uh, is to make it yourself. That's why it's only it's only thirty five dollars. I was like, that seems it seems cheap, but uh, they've got quite a few uh, mask options here. There's the several people have done the Dinjarin airsoft cosplay Mandalorian helmet. <laughs> There's a sweet Darth Vader one for seventy bucks. Oh, that's the black. That's the Hasbro, I think. That one is pretty sweet, but only seventy bucks. That's that's not bad. They've got several uh, files for the. Too bad I don't have a three D printer. They got some 
decent quality uh, builds there. There's some cheaper looking Mandalorian helmets, but they're not quite as nice as that chrome one. Uh, man, I don't see a Boba Fett one yet. There's an aged Mando helmet. That looks decent. I wonder... No, not really seeing uh Well, I guess there's... Shit, there's a fuck ton of pages. I really don't need to scroll through all this. End up making some bad decisions with money. I tend to do that when I see... <laughs> stupid shit like that. What do I need to... Although, you know, Mandalorian helmet probably would protect you from COVID. It, uh, especially if it's chrome. Like, I don't know what the chrome would... As long as I don't have shit coming up the bottom, you know. I wouldn't need to wear the uncomfortable mask. That's probably pretty comfortable. I don't know what the... I'm, they don't have a picture of the inside to see if, like, there's... Hopefully there's some kind of cushion to put on your head. Maybe that wouldn't feel too uh, comfortable. But, uh... I mean, that could definitely... I feel like they probably wouldn't let me in stores and shit with that on, though. That might be a bit overkill. Like, they're really like, okay, this guy is probably going to rob the place. I should mainly stick to uh, <laughs> my regular face masks for that. Man, it'd be pretty tight. I I know it might be hard to see out of it, too, though. There was the, uh, I have a dude who have a Darth Vader helmet that's got, uh, uh, it's a cheap one. I got it from Spencer's when I was, like, 18 or 19. I've had it forever. It was like maybe 50 bucks, if that. And uh, it fogs up real easy. Eye holes on it are uh, not very forgiving. If I were to wear that for COVID protection, it would uh, I wouldn't be able to see. I'd be walking into every fucking thing. It would be pretty bad. Pretty fucking bad. Ah. <clears throat> uh. But uh, I uh, haven't looked more, a whole lot more into uh, Shelley had mentioned last week that uh, Walking Dead is ending. And I didn't realize that the main show wa- was over until then. And uh, I do. And I will have to uh, watch that. That's coming out in the next couple uh, weeks here. That, uh, <clears throat> see, uh, the finale still has, from last season hasn't uh, aired, and that's going to air on October 4th, so that is coming right up. And then there's one last season. I guess the season, the last season will be just airing right after that, from what I understand, right after the finale. It's weird to watch, have the finale and the uh, opener back-to-back there. But, you know, thanks, coronavirus. That's crazy that that's sort of kind of finally coming to an end. But they still got a couple of movies coming out for it. And there's the spinoff show with uh, Carol and Daryl. Which does seem like a, a buddy cop film or something. Carol and Daryl. Uh, it does. It does that promising. I do like those two. Those two are good together. Those, uh, fucking Nat is back. That fucking kid is back on the escalator. Uh, mall rats. I, you know, I wonder if uh, Kevin Smith finished his uh, screenplay for Mall Rats too. I know he had talked about at the beginning of the pandemic that he was working on it, and he wanted to have the pandemic involved in it. So that is, uh, yeah, that's also something to look forward to. But there's, 
Oh, yeah, here's some shit. The Walking Dead Season 10 finale will air as a special episode on Monday, October 5th on Fox in the UK. This is a, oh, well, this is a digital spy, digitalspy.com. Okay, in the U.S., the Season 10 finale will air on Sunday, October 4th at 9 p.m. on AMC, which I should be able to get it on October 5th myself on the PlayStation Network. That's usually how that works. I'm guessing that the last season, I believe the last season is going to play right after that, and then they've got another season of uh, Fear the Walking Dead, I believe, coming out right after that. As, uh... Hmm. So, yeah, I guess right the week after we'll be seeing season 11. <clears throat> when it was originally supposed to air. As, uh... My... The one I'm really excited... I would like to see the the... The Rick Grimes movie, but the uh, the Negan one still is what uh, excites me a little bit. That one, I do like the Negan character and seeing Negan become crazy fucking Negan. Going from, you know, beginning of the apocalypse from, I believe he was a used car salesman is what he was. Something along the lines of that. Maybe not. But uh, there's a... <clears throat> I'd like to see that transition. I really enjoy in shows seeing transitions like in Breaking Bad. That's, of course, I've mentioned this over and over again, my favorite television show of all time. And it's just that transition, you, that character arc. You, well, character, arc, arc, ugh, character arcs of everybody, that everybody changes so much from like episode one till uh, Felina, the final episode, from fucking Walt. Uh, to Jesse, fuck, Walt Jr. I mean, Hanks. I mean, he's dead obviously in the last episode, but everybody changes so much in it, and just, just to start as they're like just a high school teacher to become like this drug kingpin is fantastic, murdering people and such, and uh, you know. That kind of shit does happen in real life. I don't know that uh, they become quite as big as Heisenberg does. That's there's not that many of those people. But uh, there's definitely people of normal professions and such decide to do bad shit. And it's a it's not a it's not a immediate process. It's a slow thing. You start with a little thing like oh I'm just gonna do a little thing. Next thing you know you're you're dissolving bodies in a bathtub and then you realize that that's probably not a good idea because acid will be eat through the bathtub and then you're going to have to replace a bunch of wood and then when you sell the house of course the realtors are going to want to know why why there's a big fucking hole in the ceiling <laughs> yeah so you know watch out for that you know but uh i'm s- still holding out hope that maybe there will be a zombie brothel because I feel like that's going to happen at some point in The Walking Dead. I don't think it'll happen in Daryl and Carol. But I feel like maybe in the Negan movie. Those survivors, they were some hardcore motherfuckers and just had some crazy ideas. Although it seems almost more like a governor sort of thing. Like, I feel like he would have his own personal zombie brothel because, I mean, he had the whole thing. But it was his daughter that he had locked up, which hopefully he wasn't fucking her. Like, that's, I mean, it's, it's kind of fucked up anyway to fuck a zombie, but then, yeah, that would not be cool. <laughs> not that a zombie problem would, you know, it just seems like 
to show how depraved people are in the zombie apocalypse. It seems like it just eventually somebody in real life would do that. Somebody would do that. They would figure that out. Whether or not they would air that on a TV show is another thing. But I'm certain. I mean, look what Michonne did. Uh, when you first run into Michonne, she had uh, cut off the zombies' arms and taken out their teeth so uh, she could have them to like hide her from the zombies. But I mean... When I I think that's initially when I started thinking like oh there's gonna be a zombie brothel because they could just cut off all the other limbs as long as you keep the head intact. They could just I imagine it probably wouldn't be moist down like it's just probably it probably wouldn't be. Obviously it's gonna be <laughs> like, but people are fucked up, man. I remember seeing a story on uh, I believe it was HBO, one of their true crime things. There was a doctor, and I, I don't remember, I guess the 1800s or so. It was in America somewhere, I believe. And uh, he had, I guess, fallen in love with this younger woman, but she they weren't like in a relationship or anything like that, I don't believe. But he had a thing for her, and she passed away for something. And uh, she was buried in a mausoleum. And he would, people would see him uh, go to the mausoleum and he would go there every fucking day. And then eventually he just stopped going. Well, apparently what he had done is he had uh, done a lot of stuff to the body to keep it, like, intact. And he, man, I got to try to see if I can find this, uh... <clears throat> doctor let's see I don't even know how to search for this but he had even like fashion stuff inside the vagina like made stuff to where he could have sex with the corpse and such and he had been preser- trying to he had done a lot of stuff to help preserve the body but he had eventually just taken the body out of the mausoleum and took it to his home uh, oh and can I spell molesting right? Hmm. Uh, that's <laughs> necrophilia. The man. There's a. I mean, there's a huge history of necrophilia, so it's kind of hard to. <laughs> like man, yeah. There's a. I can't find a doctor, but I mean, apparently, I mean, the, I wish I knew the name of this guy, but it was really fucked up when they, I don't remember how they found that he had saved her body and stuff, but I guess somebody had gone to the mausoleum and realized her body wasn't there anymore, and uh, it was, uh. Maybe put 1800 in there. No. Yeah, damn it. There's. I can't find any stuff on it. Oh, man. There's way too. Man, don't. <laughs> don't. Do not Google <laughs> Dr. Molesting Corpse. You're going to come up with way too many stories. Uh. About people molesting 
corpses in history and recent history. Like this is shit from this year. This is uh, like some dark stuff. And definitely don't watch Necromantic. Unless you were really fucked up and you want. I mean, I've watched one and two. Um, <laughs> uh, here's body snatching. Hmm. Yeah, I don't. There's just way too much of it. It's hard to find that specific story without knowing the name of that doctor. But the story was nuts. I wish I could remember the name of the program that it was on. But it was the. Uh, I believe it was one of the ones with uh, Doctor Baden. Uh, maybe I could find it that way. Um, there's the. I don't know. Here we go, Doctor Michael Bodden. He's, the, I believe, he was the one on. Uh, he's a he's a coroner, and this is the show he was on. HBO. Oh, I spelled it wrong. There we go. Uh, autopsy, I guess is the name of it. Um, that'll help me. F- I want to say that was it. Oh, yeah, season one was 94. And, yeah, I don't, it's post-mortem. That, there's no way for me to find it, I guess. But, damn, like, it was a, there was a crazy doctor, man. It was a fucked up story. And now I'm just, I've got to find it. Like, uh, uh, maybe if I put it in body snatching, because it was a body snatching story. Uh, no, no, that didn't help me. There's a, (laughs) I wonder, hmm. Yeah, there, it's got uh, episodes and cases. I guess there was only... Oh, shit, there was quite a few seasons. But, uh, there's a lot to go through there. There's uh, a lot of murders. That's all the show was about, really. Yeah, there's the Iceman. I remember that one. Or No, that's... They had the uh, Hitman, the Iceman. They, there was an episode, I believe, talking about him. And uh, that dude was a sick... He was stone cold killer, that guy. There's uh I believe interviews with him on there. And uh that one uh there's that movie as well that Michael Shannon play, plays him and he was a hitman for uh the the mob and he killed a lot of people and he would freeze them as uh Yeah, I'm trying to look. man. Hmm. Oh wow, there's some crazy cases in here. I would like to go back and watch this show. I do love some. Uh, I don't know, love is the pri- <laughs> the right word here, but uh, true crime has interested me. It used to interest me a lot. I, I didn't really gotten that much into it lately. I did there for a while. Listen to the uh, Sword and Scale podcast, which had some good uh, true crime stuff to it. Um, Although it did fuck me up really bad when I was out doing a really long run on the Katy Trail and I was listening to the Sword and Scale. And there was audio to the uh, to some snuff films on there. And I believe it was in the same episode where uh, he talked about 
the killer from the Netflix uh, docuseries uh, uh, Don't Fuck With Cats uh, is uh, Luca Magnata that's uh, that killer's name but there's also and what inspired him to do that shit was one of the things that did he well so the uh, snuff film uh, two guys uh, one hammer something like that and it's some Ukrainian snuff film and uh, I have thankfully not seen said film but I've heard the audio and I heard the audio while I was running on the Katy trail by myself and it, it was fucked up enough I mean I could hear like the last breaths of this guy, and you can just hear. I mean, he's dying, and it just like I'm out there by myself, <laughs> just in some farm area, just waiting around the corner, you know, just like looking around, like is there a motherfucker out here gonna like jump me? I mean, I've never had anybody try to fuck with me on the Katy Trail, but uh, when you hear audio of someone being killed in your in your ear, you know, it makes you a little uh, a little. Paranoid. <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah, there's uh, true crime stuff. I always love to the broadcasters on A and E and Bill Hader. If you uh, lo- love those uh, true crime stuff, he does a lot. He's a big fan of true crime, <clears throat> and uh, he does really good impressions of. Uh, the yeah, first thing that pops up on YouTube when I type in Bill is Bill Cosby stuff. Rape. Uh, true crime. Oh, oh, here we go. He's got some great. Oh, I gotta pull this up. Uh, hmm. Here we go. The, oh, this is a good clip. On Conan. Oh. I like true crime shows. <laughs> I like the ID channel. <laughs> I love, I've talked about this a lot. I, there's a show called Snapped. Does anybody know Snapped? I've heard it's of on Snapped. Oxygen. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Snapped is rad. It's about, it's women uh, who kill their husbands usually. And <laughs> I love it because there's always a part in every show where the narrator goes, and that's when she snapped. <laughs> and I love it. There's two, there's two snapped moments that are very hard. One is it opens. This is not funny. It's terrible. People are murdered, yeah. but it's hilarious. Yeah. And uh, there's one where it's a woman, a guy, as a 911 call, and a 911 emergency, and guy goes, Yeah, no, you know, my, my wife, she, uh, she took a shot at me, and uh, <laughs> but I got the gun away from her, and and uh, it, you know, I'm okay. We're all okay over here, you know. And they go, Oh, well. Um, do you have another gun in the house? And he goes, um, <laughs> no, I don't think. Oh, yeah, we do. <laughs> <laughs> he says this on the tape. Yeah. He's like, oh, yeah, we do. Line goes dead. She shot him. I mean, it's not <laughs> funny. Yes, that guy is. is probably dead. But if you had to have a last moment on Earth, it was comedy gold. <laughs> like, oh, oh. Yeah, dude. And then there's another guy that's super regional, that show. Like, every, like, if it's like a, it's like a episode takes place in Chicago, everybody has right, the right. thickest Chicago accent. Mm. Everyone's right, right. like, yeah, my dad was a cap and my mom was a, a cap. <laughs> Brother was a cap. But, uh, father. 
mother, grandmother. But uh, but there's this guy, and I forget what it was, but there's a guy, his wife was cheating on him, and she was moonlighting as a stripper someplace. And the guy goes, uh, his wife, she worked at a club <laughs> called Knackers. <laughs> and he kind of said it like, am I allowed to say this on television? <laughs> Called knackers. Can I say knackers? Can I say knackers? It's like, <laughs> okay, get your bleep out, because get the bleep button, get it ready, because I'm about to blow your minds. Here we come, FCC knackers. <laughs> have you noticed this about true, tri- uh, true crime shows? I don't know if you guys have noticed this, but they always, they always have to have the narrative that they had, it seemed like they had the perfect marriage. Yes. Even when yes. it's clear they don't. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And so they're always saying, they had it all. They, had they it. lived in a very small trailer home. <laughs> <laughs> and it was one of the larger trailer homes. And then you're like, uh, they yeah. Had no they had no plumbing. They had tried to divorce only twice. <laughs> And he was about to find work again. <laughs> it was perfect. But then it all started to go. And you're like, no. They didn't speak the same language. <laughs> <laughs> and they lived in a one-room trailer house that was... It was perfect. That was in the bottom of a dump. <laughs> yeah, and they always just have the one picture, too. Yeah. It's just the one picture. Watch any true crime show. It's always like... And it's an embarrassing picture. Some guy like... She loved Troy. <laughs> Troy was a looker. And I'm like, you know Troy's in prison or dead or whatever going, come on, I got more pictures of me than that. Come on. <laughs> I love Snapped so much. All right, let's get the word out on... I love that you're not even... You're here to promote another show. I know, HBO's like... HBO's Where he plays like, a killer. We don't do Snap, dumbass. Hello. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was talking at work earlier about... Uh, was the uh, the terms eluding me at the moment? But uh, people that have more than one family, like I don't, I how does one do that? I realize uh, the people that do this, you know, like I'm referring to, of course, uh, <clears throat> people that uh, have separate families that the other family doesn't know about, you know. And uh, I guess they have jobs where they travel. I would imagine it's a lot harder now to do that with the social media. That's, uh, I guess, one bright side to it. It may lie about the uh, history of the world, such as the Holocaust, but, you know, it might make it harder for somebody to have multiple families. Uh, what that is? Like, how, how the fuck can you keep two families going at the same time? I don't even know how you do one. <laughs> like that's hard enough. That's uh, crazy stuff. I'm trying to find uh, stories of it, like recently. Um. <clears throat> oh, here's a Reddit redditors discussing their dad uh, Reddit feed about kids discovering their parents' uh, secret second families. It's wild. Ooh. So fatherly.com secret second families often seem to be nothing more than the drama up subject of lifetime movies. But for some people, they are reality. And according to a new uh, ask Reddit thread in uh, which Redditors are discussing the moment they discovered that one of their parents had a second family or that they were the second family and what happened in the aftermath. It's every bit as unsettling as you might imagine. Responding to the thread, user Talmadge Reynolds said, uh, This happened to my wife's grandmother. 
She's still alive in her 90s, and her father had a secret second family. They met as at his funeral. When the secret wife saw the life this man had built and lived with his public wife, the secret wife said, I always knew there was someone else, but I didn't know that I was the someone else. Ouch. The user who posted the thread, uh, <laughs> Pump Platypus, Pump Platypus 14, revealed uh, my cousin's dad had a secret family. He worked in Houston during the week and came home to the family in Harlington, Texas on the weekend. It was kind of always a family joke between my cousins and her siblings. You know, like, wouldn't it be funny if Dad actually had a secret family and that's why he's never here? Then they found out it was true. A wife with and three kids, just like my cousin, very similar ages. The two families had almost identical lives. My uncle had been married the whole time to both my aunt and this other lady. Everyone thought it was some sick joke when they found out, but nope. Uh, one user pointed out in response that the second marriage, whichever one it was, was illegal and all tax deductions received under the guise of that marriage technically amount to tax fraud, so that dad has more problems than two pissed-off families. In uh, one uh, of the more unsettling posts, one user, uh, Man Bear Batman, <laughs> I guess it's a take on Man, Man Bear Pig. Um, I haven't watched South Park in a long time, so maybe there's a Man Bear Batman uh, on there, but... Anyway, mentioned that his high school friend started dating someone who had his same last name. Oh, fuck, I know where that's going. Turns out she was his half-sister and his dad was raising two families he kept secret from each other. Some responses involved secrets, but not of the family ru- ruining kind. Not a second family, but a secret job. We thought my mom was a secretary of school district 25 miles away. Turns out she was working as a lumberjack? That's a great secret. Why the fuck would you lie about... Okay, she often came home smelling of pine or fur, but we couldn't figure out why. Then I found her 48-inch chainsaw extension hidden in the attic of our garage. It was kind of a shock for us all, wrote Winkle Schliefer. I feel like that story might be fake, (laughs) but I hope it's not. That sounds fucking great. She's going to say, oh, I'm a secretary, but I I guess it depends on when... She was a lumberjack because, you know, there's uh, sexist things. Like, I'm sure a lot of people probably just didn't, or maybe her family's just old school. And like, n- no, my mom can't be a lumberjack. But uh, it's easy. And then there's this the downright stupid at this secondhand story from a poster's friend. Her sister married this guy who turned out to be having about three affairs. When she gave birth to their first son, the guy's mistress also gave birth about two weeks after. The idiot decided to name both of his sons the same first name. They both shared his second name. Uh, So about three years later, his wife goes to get the birth certificate for her son, and the lady in the office gives her the one which belongs to the mistress's son, which is how she found out about the whole situation. They're divorced now, and it turned out the guy has 11 children with five different women. Uh, But, I mean, I see why he uh, decided... uh, to to go with the same name because that way you don't fuck up. I mean that that seems to make sense to me. You don't you don't want to fuck up there. Uh, <laughs> and uh, that just it just seems like the way to go about that. But obviously, yeah, that's a problem with the birth certificate. That's not something I I really thought of. So maybe I would have been that stupid guy, but I wouldn't be one to do like two families again. I don't even have one. And. Uh, <clears throat> 
So, <laughs> uh, but that man, that'd be crazy to find out. Uh, people had uh, like, oh yeah, I've got uh, this whole other. I've got all these other siblings. Was my wouldn't be surprised if I ever found out my dad did that. But he did. He was always home. I guess he could. He didn't have the time to do that. But he was the type of guy that probably would have done that if he would have had a job where he traveled. But, uh, oh, that story there at the end about the guy having multiple children with different women. There's uh, <laughs> I worked with this guy briefly. He was a, a temp where I worked, and uh, he uh, he was an all right worker before he got like hard. He went full time for a little while and then just like stopped showing up for work. But uh, he had brought up. It was like around the holidays. He brought up. He had just gotten like kicked out of his uh I believe it was his wife's house. And I was like, man, I, I feel your pain. Like uh my ex girlfriend uh who I was living with uh dumped me like two days after Christmas and I was like, you know, I had to find a new place to live. Like Christmas, like Merry Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> Here you go. Here's your gift. Um so it was like I felt, you know, somewhat sympathetic to him. Like, oh yeah and then then he informed me of why she dumped him, and then I didn't feel any remorse for him at whatsoever. He informed me that uh, <laughs> uh, now I would like to point out this was not what I, you know, why I had been dumped, but uh, f- for his, uh, the reason why he was dumped is because he knocked up another woman, not because he knocked up another woman. It's because he, and the reason why he got kicked out, I guess she had forgiven him for that, but he wanted to be a part of the child's life and that she couldn't have. That's, but I can kind of see his logic there as to why that pissed him. Like, what, why are you doing that? Like, I really, <laughs> but I, I couldn't feel any sympathy for him. I mean, he's knocking up other women. Like what the, you know, you got a problems, man. You got, you got problems. <laughs> and, uh, but yeah, I, I, I can't understand having multiple, families it's just uh that's mind-boggling to me i uh <clears throat> so anywho i uh guess i'm about done here i've got to get back to call of duty i gotta get back and do some stuff might do some board games too they're upstairs playing some board games i'll hit some angry orchard well drinky drink god maybe uh maybe maybe play some shit you know and uh and I guess that's all I got. As always, that is a kid in a wheelchair, not a trash can.